It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 87. We're going to be talking about our ride to Myrtle Beach and a little mini Loud Pipes meetup over the weekend. We're also going to have the fashionista join us again to talk about riding a six-pack of BMWs. We'll get a little update from Brother Hogan, who's doing all sorts of things nowadays. So (laughs) speaking of Brother Hogan, how are you, man? What's up, family? What's happening? Ah. Another fine evening to record our lovely little podcast. Oh, man. I am so chilling hard in Brasstown, North Carolina right now. Chilling. Does that mean alcohol is involved? Uh, yeah. Yep. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a rum and coke. How's that? Wow. Self-made from the bar. Self-made. Good on Self-made. you. Good on mm-hmm. you. All right. Let's bring in that ride and fool, our technical director. Mr. John Merkel, how are you, buddy? Doing good, my friend. Doing good. Sitting here enjoying this evening with you guys. Ready to hang out and see what we're going to discuss tonight. Yeah, we're just going to wing it like always. <laughs> we could never do that. We spent hours researching all this data, analyzing all their websites and yeah, everything. You have a beverage, my man? Yeah, Rico and I are sharing rum and cokes. Ah, virtually. Both of you with the hard liquor. Woohoo! So, so what do you got tonight? Some more wine? Well, no, I'm I'm gonna carry the beer torch since you guys have moved on to the distilleries. Somebody got to do it. <laughs> and this is from out. I think this is out near uh, Deb's way. This is from Mother Earth Brewing. They're in Kingston, North Carolina. This is the Weeping Willow Wit. It's a Ooh. Belgian wit beer brewed with spices. Yum yum yum. Spices. Scrumptious. It's good. Fortunately, Rich Kingston's more closer to me. Either way, it's east of me. <laughs> <laughs> the technical director being technical. Putting the smack down. <laughs> Putting it hard on him. <laughs> I, I was just correcting you. You know, slamming when I got him on his back. Just slam on his back. That's all good. If we don't get our facts right, we get, you know, called out. So, Well, I will make a trip to the chiropractor to straighten that out. <laughs> Let's bring in our guest to save us here before we descend into the rat hole. Uh, We're going to have Deb Gask join us again, and everyone should know her by now as the fashionista who has an iron butt. As you recall, she is a writer for BMW Owner's News magazine. She's also a blogger um, with the website, and I think we can officially now say podcaster. So, Deb, welcome back to the show. Well, hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? Not too bad, not too bad. Now, are you partaking in our usual beverage segment? I am. I'm going to go ahead and uh, side with you, Rich, on the uh, the brewski here. I have got a Huger Street IPA from the Palmetto Brewing Company out of Charleston, South Carolina. Lovely, an IPA. And not only that, not only that, but I've got I've got it's a can, and so I've got it wrapped in this lovely mm. koozie that says "Loud Pipes" on it. So just Styling. the saying, styling. Style. My little girl is all grown up now. <laughs> you going to be okay there, Rico? I think so. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm a real biker now. <laughs> well, we had we had all of our swag out at the uh, at our biker bar meetup over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Oh yes. So yeah, I think we'll start there. So John and I, we had some things to attend to on Friday. Took our ride out to Myrtle Beach. We had a mini hangout. Mini hangout? No, a mini meetup. <laughs> there we go. Meetup, yes. A mini meetup. We had uh, Mr. Zion ride up from Florida on his way back home. So got to hang out with him and, and his girl for a while. And of course, the fashionista was there with her husband as well. So it was a great time. Went down to Suck Bang Blow, which is a place hang I hadn't on, been hang to. On, hang on. Time out. You forgot somebody else was there too. Had to, had the graphics department there with us too. Starts with an N. Well, I'm getting there. <laughs> Doing it in order. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say we got the suck bang blow and then Natalie and her mother 
joined us. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. <laughs> this guy, Sorry. my goodness. He just, he's, uh, he's on it. He's just breaking sharp. my butt He's tonight. a feisty his, one tonight. Right. His mind is clear and sharp. Just alcohol you feed me, Rico. You know, I got to, I got to keep my boy well looped. Well, I was yeah. trying to spin it into the, to the gear because Deb was sporting the original loud pipe shirt. John and I had on the new logo and I don't know. Does Zion have a shirt on or no? Wasn't, no, wasn't Zion, show swag. It wasn't so swag because he was wearing it so much in Florida. It was standing by <laughs> itself. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, it was a good time. Uh, gave out stickers and cards and hung out, had a little dinner. It was great. It was but, a great time. Yeah. But I think it was cool seeing uh, Deb and her husband on the, we'll say matching BMWs, different years, right? Yes, he has a, he was riding the 96. I was on my 94. Very nice. But both BMW RS models? Uh, R1100 RSLs. Yes. Being fancy. That's it. <laughs> so I don't know. What did, what did you think, John? What did you think about the, the biker bar scene? Did you have a good time? Uh, mm, mm. Not really a thing. was a little loud. Couldn't talk. Um, I enjoyed dinner better. Yeah, dinner was great. I did feel bad for you, though, since it was called the Dead Dog Cafe or Dead Dog Restaurant. <laughs> no, no, it's it's pretty good. I mean, people give respect to dogs and, you know, honor their fallen or memorable of their pets. So I don't have a problem with that. Okay. okay. Well, I know how you it's, like your puppy, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I mean, they were as a saloon, you know, with a bunch of pictures of dogs and why not? You know, wasn't anything bad about them. So I was good with it. Yeah. Nice place to walk in. I, I would love to hang my picture of my dogs hanging up there after they have passed away or alive. Either way, it'd be great. And it was neat. It was one of those places, the more you looked around, like the more detail you saw. So they obviously had a lot in the front as you check in. But as you're walking through the place, you just see more and more. And they're all down the walls and all over the place. Any of them stuffed? I, I didn't see any taxidermy, no. <laughs> I did. I did. That's just wrong. <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> but there was a tree out front that had like this, what looked like a massive growth at the bottom of it. That was kind of weird. <laughs> oh, Hogan. <laughs> but we digress. <laughs> we missed you last week, buddy. We did. I miss you guys, too. <laughs> Yeah, Rick, really we sure did, man. So, uh, yeah, I guess I just want to say the highlight there was just everyone being able to ride together. Although we didn't, you know, we didn't ride very far. It was just fun, fun to hang with everyone and and, and ride off to dinner. All in all, a good evening. Yeah, I did ride up to to Raleigh to see John, though. You did, my friend. You did. I really do. Again, appreciate that. Yeah, man. For coming and your mom and. Calum, I mean, I've really appreciated all that, you know. Yep, yep. Long ride. That's a long time in the seat, my friend. Bruh, I did that whole drive by myself, so. Whew. Cleveland, Raleigh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> As I said afterwards, Rico was 40, I say 46 miles, and short of an iron butt and wrong vehicle. Yep. That's cool. Sure was. But time-wise, would have made it. Yep. You would have. Would have. Sure could have. Would have, should have, could have. All right. Well, let's get on to our, our main topic. And one of the main things we brought Deb on for was to talk about some test rides that she's done recently. So I know you spent some time down at Motorcycles of Charlotte. Uh, spent some time with Greg North, I believe is his name. Who manages yes, uh-huh. BMWs. Yep. So, and it looks like you've ridden a six pack of bikes. So we, we kind of have a hard time doing this usually when we have more than one bike to talk about. So I think what we're going to try to do is see if we can, see if we can put some of these together and how about we start with your favorite, which one was your favorite of the six? And then we'll go through the list in a minute, but do you have a favorite? I, I did. It was the second to the last uh, bike that I rode. It was uh, an R1200 RS. Absolutely positive. And what, <laughs> what that is, the same 
the same bike that I'm, I'm riding now, which is a 94 R 1100 RS. Um, but obviously the, 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 uh, 2016 model, which was just sweet. It was amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm not surprised by the RS, but what I will say is just looking at these on the surface, this thing looks radically different than what you're riding today. Does it not? It, it absolutely does. Yes, absolutely. But it, I'll tell you, it handles uh, the seating position, you know, the engine, everything else is much sweeter. Mine's ancient <laughs> being a 94. It's almost, almost a, um, almost an antique. A, uh, yeah, uh-huh. almost. I mean, it's, it's close. Isn't 20, is it 25 years for it to be classified as an antique? I'm not sure. But anyway, this, this bike was just the, the 2016 was just absolutely spot on, um, in the curves, um, on the interstate. It just, you you rolled that throttle on and it just reacted immediately. There was no hesitation whatsoever. It was fan freaking tastic. <laughs> now is this one water cooled now or are these just oil cooled? Uh, they're all oil cooled. Just so. oil cooled. Okay. Liquid liquid. Well, they call it liquid cooled. So I'm assuming that would be. I mean, again, I'm not a technical. I'm the girl that just likes to get on and ride them all. So, um, but yeah, they're all liquid cooled. So. Yeah. Well, this bike, like I said, this bike kind of surprised me because. It looks more like a sport bike, but then you have the traditional uh, boxer engine, which is really neat. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's classified on, on the uh, BMW side. It's classified in the sport um, category. Um, yeah. But you're right. It still has the boxer engine. So just just a sweet piece of machinery. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's amazing. I've got to ride it. Mr. Hogan, have you ever been on the, the RS model or anything similar? Anything from BMW with a boxer? I should start there. I have not. Want, want, want. So, on the list, have, then. It's uh, it's on the list. All right. So to classify real quick, it has to be twenty years. Twenty. Okay. So that I'm, so I am indeed then riding uh, antiques. So there you go. Classic. Antique. Classic. I'm sorry. Antique is thirty-five. Dinosaur. Okay. So classic. Gotcha. Dinosaur. Dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Greg, Greg was trying, Greg was trying really hard to make sure that I went home with a brand new one that day. Um, and I really wish I could have, and I, and I may in the future, but don't tell the husband that right now. He'll have a heart attack. So another one. Oh, <laughs> Ouch. I know. Right. <laughs> so, so obviously a lot has probably changed since your, your era of bike. So what, were there any new features on this that, that sort of drew you in and would make you give up your current ride or is this all just kind of enhance the experience? What's your thought on some of the tech on this thing? Well, I mean, you know, honestly, the bikes that I have now, they, they can, they're, there's not the computerized, you know, features that when they do go wrong or if they do go wrong that, you know, they're back in the shop and it's pretty expensive, um, for any little thing that might go wrong. And so that's what, I guess, the kind of the benefit of having a bike that's a classic, um, it can be, you know, wrenched on, you know, by my, my husband in the shop that makes it kind of nice. But, um, the, you know, as far as the, the features, I mean, of course it's got all kinds of features. They have different ride modes on these bikes now so that you can, if it rains, you can throw on the rain mode. Um, and it just changes everything a little bit, like with your braking and that kind of thing. Um, you know, a, a lot of features that way that, you know, most of the bikes, the BMW, the newer models, you know, have those on their, uh, the, uh, ride modes on pretty much all of them. Right. I, which is what I noticed. All the ones I rode, the six pack, they, every, every one of them had that on there. So that was nice. Now, was this the sportiest one of, of the six? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It was the sportiest one. So, yeah, I, I rode the Scrambler. That was the first one that I came out of the, the hatch with that, that day. And uh, it, it was a, it's a fun bike. That's in the BMW's Heritage Collection. And uh, that's the one that's got that metallic matte tank with the, mm. the brown leather seat. Mm-hmm. Um, very sexy. A very sexy little ride there. And uh, a lot of get up and go. But there is no wind protection whatsoever, and some people do like that wind in your face. It definitely would not be a bike that I would want to get on and ride long distance, to be honest with you. I know people can do it, and they probably have done it already, but <laughs> not so much for me. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, you saw my bike. That is that is my long distance bike. <laughs> and that's all right. That is all right. You know, it's okay. Different strokes. Yeah. But uh, I was going to say, before we, before we go too far on the Scrambler, just one more uh, quick question on the RS. Does that have the, what do they call it? The shift assist pro. Does it have that? Or is that reserved more for the, the top end sport bikes? Uh, yes, it did. It had that, oh. I believe. What so, did you, what'd you yeah, think I of think that? Or did you get a chance to play with it? 
I did not. In fact, he he had, uh, Greg had told me about it, and I just looked at him and I said, you know, I if it's okay, I would rather not like toy with anything at this moment on these brand new like you know thousands of dollar bikes. <laughs> How about let's just stick with the basics? So yeah, but uh, definitely uh, very very cool stuff. Very cool stuff. So yeah, I enjoyed it once I figured it out on the the S one thousand XR that I rode on a demo day. Once I figured it out, I was in love. I was like, okay. If I'm gonna buy a new sport bike, it must have this kind of feature because it was it was that cool, and not not so much that it makes the bike. I'm sure it makes the bike faster, but it was just one of the coolest tech features I've ever seen. Yeah, it's very cool. This also this bike also had apparently what they've done differently with the RS um, starting, I believe, in 2016, and I could be wrong, so don't you know hold me to that. But the they've done the inverted telescopic fork suspension. Um. They've also have it, uh, the automatic stability control electronics. And then of course, like I said, the different modes. And so, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely looks like all sport bike in the front for sure. And until you get to the boxer and then it kind of messes with my brain a little bit. It's like, er, <laughs> it's like, what's that doing in there? <laughs> a unique piece of machinery. I'll tell you what. Cool. All right. Well, that's on my list. I want to, I want to ride that one now for sure. And for 2017, it looks like the starting price is about 15 grand. So that's not too yeah. bad. Not too bad. All right, Hogan, anything else on the RS? Or you want to talk about the one I know you're drooling over is that R9T Scrambler. Bueller? Hello? I guess we lost Rico. He doesn't like us anymore. No. Sounds like he's far away, like something's disconnected. Yeah, I can hear him, barely. Don't leave me, man. Don't leave me. Maybe for another rum and coke? Well, technical difficulties. Do you want to just try and pop your earbuds into the phone? We could go with that. Uh huh. There you are. Yeah the the, the green. I just watched the green light go. What <laughs> 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 we talked about earlier: the green button, the red button. <laughs> yeah. Uh. All right. Well, I'll, I guess I'll I'll start with, back. start with asking my question Thanks. again. Did you have uh, anything else you want to know about the RS before we get to that R9T scrambler? Because I know you like that with the beautiful aluminum tank and the brown seat. I do, and I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of listening, and I'm just trying to envision the bike itself as a, as um, something that I would want to ride. And it's just, it's to me, it's just sound like everything else that's out there right now. Which one? The, the the RS. Oh, okay. You know, and, you know, because everything has the ABS. Everybody has the 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 different ride modes, the slip, the 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 rain mode, and everything else. You know, it just seems like everybody's jumping on board with all these bells and whistles for their bikes, and it's just everybody's going to get the same ride eventually. Yeah, I think the uniqueness, though, like like Deb was saying, is the the engine. You know, you're not, or I guess if you're a BMW fan, you're, you know about it, but at least to me as, as an outsider who doesn't, doesn't ride many BMWs, it's surprising to me to see the boxer, but I, I still think it's cool. It's, it's a nice look for the bike and I'm sure, you know, there are advantages to that, but I think that's the uniqueness there is it's the powertrain in addition to the style and all the tech that goes with it. But I get, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think, yeah. yeah. I think that's what, that's what's going to sell the bike eventually ultimately that i think because if the motor kind of hits the wall like the 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 ducati you know mm-hmm. if you're constantly have to switch the gears on on and if you have a low rev uh limit and it's, it's just going to suck riding it you know when you really can't rip into it is it, you know it's not going to be that appealing to me or i'm sure anybody else so until i ride this bike to see if you can really rip into it I know, Deb, you were saying that it, it goes like a bat out of hell, but well, for if you, you want know, some that, if you want some numbers, it's a 125 horse at 7700, and it's 92 foot pounds of torque. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That's all great, but if you don't feel that inertia, or well, if it takes them, you know, I know BMW is quick. I know they're you know that they're pretty uh, pretty good in delivering their power, mm-hmm. but you know, until I ride it. You know, I don't have anything to benchmark it. I don't know, you know, until I get to ride it. So I really, I'm not a good candidate right now because <laughs> I haven't really sat on the saddle 
of a BMW with, with that boxer motor in it. So, okay, that's five. That's, five that's a, that's a, a honest statement. Yeah, it's five hundred twenty pounds ready to run. So that's that's great. It's not very heavy either. So no, no. I mean, that means you can just rip it up in the corners. You know, hopefully, the, you know, in the in that riding position that you're in on that bike, you feel confident in taking corners at, at high speed. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very nice. So Debbie's favorite, the R1200 RS. So check that one out if you're looking for a, a unique sport touring. I guess what they call that sport touring. Still sport touring, is it not? They do. Yeah, they call it sport touring. I think it's it's although it's in the sport category and not the um what is this other category the tour category. It, it gotcha. is it is considered a sport touring bike. Yes. All right. Well, let's move on to. I'm going to call it Rico's favorite, whether he agrees with me or not. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's so sexy. That's why. The R9T Scrambler. So we're talking about the 1200cc Classic Boxster again. And just for comparison, we'll do a couple of quick little uh, specs here. Um, horsepower, they're talking about, I think this one makes about the same, a little less. 110 horsepower, 86 foot-pounds. And the all-in weight on this one is 485, so it's a little bit lighter. All right, Deb, what would you like about this one? Um, I just, I think I just liked that it was just that feel kind of the vintage feel maybe to it. It was, um, it handled well. Um, like I said, there was no wind protection whatsoever and I'm not used to that cause I always have, you know, somewhat, I don't have a whole lot of wind protection, but I have somewhat, yeah. um, certainly don't have as much as Rico does, <laughs> but, uh, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I noticed that right away. Um, but it was just a fun bike. It was it's probably something that I would not purchase only because, um, you know, the, pr- I mean, the pricing is. Yeah, you know, it's it, it's just, it would just be like a fun to me in town bike where I like to ride a lot of long distance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, certainly not the bike for me, but it was a lot of fun. All right, Hogan starts at thirteen thousand dollars, including ABS, air cooled, brown seat. Yeah, brown seat, sexy stainless steel tanks and everything. Dual, dual sport tires. You know, nice exhaust coming out the side. <laughs> you know, I'm not. Not everybody has hair that can withstand a lot of wind. You know, I don't need all that. As you guys know, I'm bald. So all that wind hitting my head is, you know, it can take its toll on a brother. So I need it. I need something to shield me. <laughs> That's all. Well, well, Rico, we're all there. Yep. Except Deb. don't say all don't say all sorry sorry Sorry. rich and i are there with you (laughs) we don't have much left up there well i think i i I think i'm going to make the bold statement i think this is the nicest looking bike that bmw makes in the lineup hands down i have to agree it is i'm going to throw out what rico said about the rs though everybody's making a scrambler true yeah yeah so, True. Yeah. No, no, nothing wrong with being late to the game if it's correct. Yeah, you know, but I, I bringing something I to the say, table. Yeah, I agree that it would be kind of cool as a round town bike. Definitely. Well, the thing is, is it better than the Ducati Scrambler? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and see, I, I couldn't make an honest statement because this is one thing I, I realized, I think, after being at the dealership um, that I need to do more of is test. Uh, test riding other brands because I can't give like a, an honest statement. I'm, yeah. I'm a BMW girl. Yes. But I can't give an honest statement, you know, comparisons because I haven't. So that, that's going to be in the future for sure. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. And yeah. One, one of the things I picked up on my demo ride. So I was on the R1200 GSA, the S1000 XR. Let's see. The other one I rode that day was a triumph. So that doesn't count. But The part that sticks out to me in terms of BMW's entire feeling is more just that fit and finish, the quality. Like you just, you just feel it in the whole bike, the controls, you know, the seat, the way it's styled, you know, everything just seems to have a tick more precision than, than other bikes that, that you may be riding around. So, and I know you get, get some of that in their cars as well. So I, I had some of that feeling when I was last riding their bikes. So here's what you need to do, Deb. You need to go back down there, 
Inko, take the, the BMW Scrambler out, take the Ducati, and take the Triumph out. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah that'd be perfect. There's three bikes to go try of the Scrambler makes, and there you go. Perfect. That'll be fun. From a, from a woman's perspective, no doubt, you know, because Deb, you have, you're, you're about minim, medium sized, I would imagine. So you're what, five, seven, five, eight? About five, six, actually. Five, six. That was me, yeah, okay. Speed so, generous. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she she does wear a lot of heels. She wears heels. That's a lot, right. So. <laughs> That's right. I do. So, brother was pretty close. What I did notice about the inseam, because a lot of the bikes that I rode, Greg had picked out for um, intentionally for me to kind of get a feel of like what a bike would be with just like a, a normal, I guess you could say, I'm, you know, I guess you could say normal, medium, whatever, inseam. Um, the R90 Scrambler, he didn't realize I wanted to ride that. So I pointed at that in the dealership. I'm on the floor that morning and he said, oh, you want to ride that? So he wheeled it out for me. That seat height is standard uh, 32 and a half inches. And it was a little tall, mm. <laughs> but, um, you know, of course, the more time you have in the saddle, the more you, you can, you don't have to have both, in my opinion, right. both feet flat on the ground. You are able to, you know, manage a bike with tippy toeing a little bit, um, so, but yeah, it was a little tall. It was like the tallest bike that I rode that day. So yeah, you get used to it for sure. But now a lot of these other bikes that, that you were riding that day, I know you in a minute, you're going to talk about the, how some of them were lowered from the factory. But when you started riding like the, the GS series, now the, the seven, 800, and then the big 1200, that must've been a world different than these first two. Oh, absolutely. Um, I actually, my first BMW was an 05, um, F650 GS. And so I, I did, I've had experience on one of those bikes prior to, so that was kind of a good mm-hmm. comparison as well. Um, I did the 2017, um, on this demo ride F700 GS and the 2016 F800 GS. And, um, the 700 was more like the bike that I used to have, but sweeter. It, it, <laughs> as, as, they, as they're advancing, it just seems like they're just putting on some really great um, items on these bikes that just make everything so smooth. I was just, um, the throttle, the, I mean, just everything was very, very smooth. Um, um, very nice, very pleasurable. So, Very nice. Um, now, could you tell much of a difference between the 7 and the 800? I haven't ridden either, so I was just curious. Yeah, the 700, it's a little bit, it's lighter. It was, it was short. It was, um, what should I say? Lower, a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. The 800 was a little bit higher. Um, had of course, obviously, um, the it's 85 horsepower as compared to the 75 horsepower. So there was more, you know, more get up and go there. Um, a little bit, it wasn't like it was completely, it's not huge. Yeah. Right. But it, but it was enough that I could see where on the 700, which a lot of people do take that actually, um, sport touring long distance and do okay with that. And, um, in fact, I've got a really good friend that just purchased one up in Columbus, Ohio, that she purchased one and she loves it. And, uh, you know, and she takes it long distance and, and all that, but she's, she was a old K bike person and, um, she had the 1200 K, um, and and it was so top heavy for her that going around curves and that she's just having to muscle the bike over. So she got the 700 GS and it's light and it's a lot of fun. That's what Greg told me when we took off. He said, have fun with this bike. Cause you can just basically throw it around. It's, it's awesome. So, um, takes corners. Well, very, very well, actually the acceleration and deceleration were very, very smooth. Yeah. It was just it's six speed. Awesome. Awesome little bike. Yeah. So like you said, this 75 horsepower was a little bit lighter. This one's 460 change so all right not too bad so if you're getting back into off-roading or sort of uh i guess on-road and off-road would you lean more towards the 700 then definitely you know the 800 again has got more power to it but i just liked the the light and um nimbleness let's say if you want to put it that way of the 700 um we actually went down when we were kind of going down to these residential neighborhoods just trying to get some good curves in and we were also taking photos for a magazine article that i that will be in the um BMW Owners News July issue, you know, detailing all of my ride. I got I got down into some gravel because I was trying to do a turn around and <laughs> you know an area, and so I was able to actually take it off road a little bit, and it handled fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Nice, yeah. The eight hundred is one that I I do want to take for a spin. I like I said, I was on the the twelve big twelve hundred GSA, which was interesting, but my my pick of the day when I was down there was actually the Triumph Tiger. And, the, and it was the smaller one with the, 
with the triple. So I think it was, if I remember the letters and numbers, I think it was an 800 XA or something like that. But it was, it was a lot of fun. It was one more, more suited for off-road, you know, had a bigger front wheel and, and things like that. Yeah. But the, but the triple and that triumph was a ton of fun to ride. So yeah, I'd like to try this 800 for comparison. So Johnny, John, what do you think? Any of these strike your fancy? No, not really your thing. We got to get you on a two wheeler this summer, so you better, I know what you better John pick needs. some. <laughs> I, know, I, need I, I know what you need. That C six fifty Sport. C sixty Sport. Oh dear. Yeah, from <laughs> I have to look. The... <laughs> oh no! Hold on. You talk. Is it a BMW? It, it's a BMW a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys. That's brutal. Brutal. <laughs> that's brutal. brutal. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. <laughs> it, it's got the. <laughs> it looks fast. It looks fast. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, can I just tell you a funny, a funny story, Rico, you're going to, you're going to be shocked, but I know a woman and she is a very uh, experienced motorcycle, rides a BMW, of course, a very experienced motorcyclist. And in fact, she's an iron, butt member as well. She actually rode, I believe, I'm not sure if it was a 650 sport or the GT, but she actually rode one of these scooters in an iron butt rally, which is 11,000 miles in 11 days. And she finished. What? (laughs) What? How about that? Yes. (laughs) How about that? Oh, Rico, does, does, that even, does that even count? <laughs> Look, around. she's also she's also a book author uh, on motorcycle, different you know, uh, asked you know facets of motorcycling. But her name is Linda Layman, L A H M A N, and um, yeah, believe it or not, um, I mean that that woman. We gotta look into that. Yeah. She rocks. <laughs> oh, we gotta call her ass. <laughs> <laughs> she rocks, Rico. Yeah, this, yeah. this makes sixty horsepower. That's not bad. Yeah, I can see John on this. I can see John on this. See, go ahead, John. Maybe I'll have to go down there and take that first spin, Rico. How's that? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just (laughs) pulling Shane, brother. (laughs) So, so real quick, Rich, you had you had a Triumph Tiger 800 XCA is what you had. Okay, that's what it was. I looked at the notes. Thank you, sir. Ah, what a good TD on it still. Hey, every now and then I can remember. All right, let's see. Where where were we? We talked a little bit about the seven eight hundred GS. Um, let's see. Yeah, we haven't mentioned the R yet. Yeah, I was going to say. R. Yeah, we've got to go back to the R twelve hundred R. So let's do that one. And okay, that was a two thousand and seventeen. I'll oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So now we're talking about the same engine as the RS, but now this is more of a what I would call a, like a naked street bike. There's no fairing or anything. It's pretty much wide open. Right. And, and Greg, um, it was a 2017 Greg, when I asked him to kind of describe the bike to me, you know, in his opinion, he said, it's the Swiss army knife of street bikes. You can out, you can out, you can outfit it as a, as a cafe bike or a sport touring motorcycle, you know, depending on the accessories and the things that you put on it. So yeah. Uh, keyless starter, which was very odd and unusual for me. Um, you know, I'm just getting used to my head wrapped around in my car, you know, to have that on the motorcycle. It was, it was just kind of weird, you know, but, yeah. but kind of cool. In fact, I had this issue where I, I was, you know, very, um, intent about make, making sure that I delivered the keys back to him on, at the end of every ride. You know, here, you know, here's this key here. I'm giving it to you. And I ended up taking the, I'll, I'll tell you about that bike later, but I ended up taking the last bike of the day. I took it home and I had to go back to the dealership in the morning and return the, uh, the key. <laughs> the key fob. Oh, jeez, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, this, uh, the R it was, um, you had a, a quick shifter. That was the one that had the quick shifter as well. The riding modes, um, Super agile. You could. It's easy to maneuver at slow speeds because uh, because the center of gravity is you know carried low. Um, just quick acceleration. I mean, it just had all those things. The suspension was fabulous. It's it just was all around great. So, would I own one? Probably not. I probably would stick with my RS just due to mm-hmm. because I love the RS. I love the seating position. I love everything about that bike. Um, but again, it was it was a nice nice bike. So, I like yeah. the looks of this one just personally because I. You know, not a not huge on the the windshield and stuff, but at fourteen grand, I'm gonna have to look at this one. This is definitely definitely in the ballpark for some of the other stuff I've been looking at. 
Yeah, it's like I said, just a nice bike, and it's in the Roadster line. Um, it's you know, again, the BMW's got the Sport, the Tour, the Roadster, the Heritage, the Adventure, and, and the Urban Mobility, where the C650 Sport is placed. Yeah. But, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it's, it was a great little bike. It really was. It was, uh, you know, it was just nice, just a nice smooth ride. All right, now Hogan's kind of quiet over there. What's that? Well, I'm not saying nothing. No, I ain't saying nothing. Nope. My mama said if he can't say something nice, don't say nothing don't at all. Don't say it at all. <laughs> not gonna do it. You're not it feeling this? Pr- <laughs> it wouldn't be prudent. It wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> oh man, come on. Same motor? Uh, Sporty? Uh, uh, no. Uh-uh. All right. We'll just leave it right there then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Deb, bring it home with the big the big boy. The big one. This is the one I call the Mac Daddy of BMWs. This was the uh, 2017 R1200 GS. Never in my life would I thought that I could get on a bike that big and massive and ride that thing. And it was factory lowered, um, but it was a. It was just I felt very um, big on the road, like just for me, you know, just like big and powerful on the road, like driving around in an SUV. <laughs> something like that yeah exactly it's just and that's the one i took the key pop home so oh. but uh it was it was a uh yeah they've got low center of gravity paralever and paralever and telelever suspension it's got the riding modes 125 horsepower engine uh very high torque um it, it, you know and i can see i can see why it's got that, that dual sport craze, you know, yeah. thing going for it and why so many people in the BMW world are going to this bike, you know, for their long distance rides, for their off-road rides. I mean, I can see that. I get it. So would I own it? No, but I see it. Yeah, I guess, I, I guess I fall in the same camp. You know, I, I understand it. It's the ultimate in versatility and it was a fun ride. Even the, the adventure one, I wrote the GSA I wrote, it was still a fun bike, but you know, again, probably not something I would I would bring home and put in the garage, but but I I get the appeal. There's there's a ton in the bike, you know, just from a f- you know feature set standpoint. Right, and a, and a ton of accessories, a ton of um, just fun stuff on the bike. Definitely, um, I had written in my article, I felt bold and regal <laughs> riding <laughs> atop such a dynamic piece of machinery. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, how did you feel on this one? Did you, did you get a chance to push this one at all in the corners? Because that was my, I guess, my only sort of weak spot. I never got, I never got a solid comfort feeling on this one to where I felt like I could just bury it into the corner. And I, I know many people do, but of the ones that I've, I've ridden, you know, I just, I just couldn't find that comfort. I can't say that I that I did. Um really have an opportunity. We had a couple of, of very weak curves, let's put it that way. Um, but I, I don't know that I would have felt comfortable to be honest, only because my mind I'm sure got in the way of it's such a big you know piece of machinery. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, whereas a lot, when I was on the 700, of course I, I pushed it in the curves and I've got some really great pictures that Greg took of me, um, you know, on the bike and the curves. So yeah, I don't know. Nice. Um, I'm not sure. I, but I do see people, you know, cutting them up in the, in the mountains. I don't know. So yeah, we we had a guy on the show that that rides it on the track. He's a track day instructor, um, Brian Honeycutt. Okay, yeah. So he yeah he's out at this thing. It's called the Superbike School in California, and you know he's ridden it off road. He's done the adventure riding, and he routinely rides it on a racetrack. It's pretty neat to see, actually. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's pure talent. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine driving that monster around the track. Well. I can, but would I want to? I don't know. It just seems awkward to me a little bit. I mean, it's looking at it. It's got it's got it's got a short wheelbase. It's heavy, like you said. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I would want to. Personally, this is my personal opinion. I don't know if I can put it on the track. Well, it's not that heavy though. This one is. This is not the the adventure one. This one's five hundred thirty eight pounds, ready to ride. Still. Yeah, it's heavy. No. It's heavy for a sport bike for sure, but in terms of a street bike, that's that's not that heavy. Oh, you know what? I was looking at the G, the um, the Adventure one. That's where I went wrong. The R twelve hundred GS Adventure. Yeah, the GSA. Yeah, GS Adventure is. I don't yeah. know how much heavier, but I. Only two yeah. pounds. Heavier. Only two pounds, really? I thought it was like what? fifty pounds. 
580. Yeah, but still, it's it's just it's just big. You know, they're big, and I, I yeah, I, I, get, I get your I get your drift, Rico. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Not a sport bike. All right. No, couldn't do it. I'm gonna stick Sorry. with the RS. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think yeah. My, I guess my conclusion there is I want to ride the RS now for sure. Probably a new one, and then uh, of course I also want to ride the R, just because you know need to feel the wind, the wind in my hair. <laughs> yeah, good, good choice. <laughs> All right, anything. So that else? was it. So it was it. It was a great day. Um, I truly appreciate Greg North taking the time out of his day. He's the BMW brand manager there at the uh, Motorcycles of Charlotte. I uh, had a fabulous time with him, and um, yeah, so looking forward to going back when he gets a hold of the the bike that they did not have in stock yet, had not been given, is the, uh, what is it, the 3, 310R, the G310R. Right. I'm dying to get on that little bike, dying. I like Absolutely. to see how it sits this well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard they. I've heard they can really, you know, tear tear up the road. Even you know, small bikes, small displacement, they can tear up the road though, and they're just a lot of fun. And of course, they're very lightweight and great entry level bike as well as just a fun around town, you know. So yeah, very nice. All right, gentlemen, I'll give you one one last call. Any other anything else you want to know on the six pack, the BMW six pack? <laughs> nah, no, okay. I'm over it. All right, well. <laughs> Oh, have no love tonight. <laughs> Over it. <laughs> I know Deb, you guys love BMWs, but uh, I don't know. They're not speaking to me. And that's not, okay. You, you know, I they they just don't they don't. Well, that's why they make different bikes, different manufacturers. Exactly. For everybody likes the same thing. You know, I, I've I've ridden some of them. I haven't ridden them all, and you know, I probably just need to go out there and do it. I'm sure once I ride it, I can appreciate what these guys are feeling when they ride these bikes. I, I'm sure I'll get it. But even on top of that, I still don't know if I could buy a BMW motorcycle. I was just saying, you had an M3. It's not that much yeah, well, stretch. It's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm just saying that it doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. Well, no, I wouldn't buy a motorcycle just because they had a BMW on it. Because... I own the car. I just couldn't do it. It's 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 not the same to me. So so Rico, it's like I, I can't even put it into words. It's just I can't even get the words out. It's just like well, I can't do it. I just can't do it. That that's like Rich buying a Harley. Asked, if it had Harley on it, he's going. Oh, he will buy it. Put it in the garage. Yeah. He'll, he'll buy it. No, I yeah, I kind of did that myself. I bought a Harley truck. After the uh, the the Softail Heritage, and you know it's still not the same. It's still not a Harley, <laughs> really. All right. Well, since Deb didn't get a chance to ride any big touring bikes, we would generally recommend. Obviously, we you check out the like the Ultra from Harley, or perhaps the big Roadmaster from Indian, as a uh, brother Hogan rides on a regular basis. It's not all that either. Or there's a brand new one that just came out, Rich. Yeah, or uh, Yamaha's thinking that they want a piece of that game. Now no, you're talking. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, so there's there's two different angles that this bike is being looked at from. And this is the 2018 Star Venture. And in some regard, you want to line this up with Harley's, like I said, Harley's Ultra, you know, the Electroglides, Indian Roadmaster bikes like that, because we're we're sporting a V twin here and a big one at that. Um, what are we? 113 cubic inches, John, if I've got my my math, right. So from that respect, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is that type of touring bike. It's got full bags, top case, big fairing, et cetera. But then you mix in all sorts of tech, you know, top of the line electronics and, and features and preacher comforts and things like that. And then you start thinking, well, Maybe this is more competing with a BMW touring bike or perhaps the big Honda Goldwing. So I know John and Enrico, we've talked about this offline and we've looked at the specs and I don't know if Deb has had a chance to look at it, but I want to, I guess I'm looking I, at it right now. Yeah. I guess I want to get Hogan's take first. So 
I know you're a little partial to Yamaha. You've, you've had yeah, a couple, yeah. you've ridden a couple yeah. on the sporty side. And I know you like your, I know you like your big baby. <sighs> yep. What do you think about this thing? I love this bike. <laughs> I really, really, really love this bike. I love the front. Ding, ding, yeah, ding. Like, <laughs> I'm here. Uh, yeah. I love the front end. I love the side stance. I love the the rear end. Uh, it's like a 1965 something or other going on there. I don't know. Okay. It's got a lot, a lot. It's a little busy in the back, but you know that's okay. I can deal with that. But uh, yeah, I'm digging, digging all the the. Fun. I think they took a little bit of each bike and put it all into this bike. You know, all those nice creature comfort features that are in some bikes, but not on others. Yep. They put them all on this bike, which is nice, really nice for uh, because they're going to need that to to get in this market. You know, to yeah. compete with Indian and and Harley. Yeah, a big v, a big V twin is not going to be enough, right? It's not going to cut it. But this thing, you know, has uh, ride by wire throttle control. Plus, you know, that also has some of the the ride modes that Yamaha has in some of their other bikes. So we've got some of that as well. In addition to some unique features, there's this what they're calling Sure Park. So it actually has a little uh, assist to help move it forward and back, and and parking, you know, sort of parking maneuvers, if you will. And now this is where we, we, we got to have Deb sit down and hold on to something because <laughs> are you ready for the weight of this thing? Yeah. <laughs> I had it right at my fingertips and I lost it. 965 or something. Oh, <laughs> it's almost a grand. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it and it's just, it's a, it's a beast. It's just, it's, you know? Yeah. Yeah, nine sixty-three. Wow. <laughs> but one thing you'd have That's nothing. Dab, this is something interesting that on this bike, since I know you used to ride with your husband, is it has the ability so you could have two different audio sources. Oh, it's nice. Oh. Separate so, from your husband. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you could okay. he could be listening to something else and you could be listening to whatever you want. Well that that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like fighting over fighting over the music all the time. As I say, music tastes don't don't jive one hundred percent there. Uh, well, they they do and they don't. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm more varied. He's classic rock, so uh-huh. <laughs> right. Very nice. <laughs> He's yelling so at you. Know. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, I know, I know you're not a, not a two up rider, but just just overall, what do you, what do you think of the style or or some of the features they put in here is that do you think this would have any appeal to someone who's also shopping a BMW touring bike or are they just going to look at this and go, ah, V twin and move on? Like I you- think, yeah, that's if, if somebody's a true, a tried and true BMW person, they're going to look at it and go, ah, you know, cause there's, of course now with BMW, they're coming out with like the bagger and, you know, they've kind of got their own, but this, this is a, it's, it's a, it's a good looking bike. I'm going to say that I see there's tons and tons of features all over it. For me, absolutely not. You know, I, I don't like, that's just too, just too much going on. Absolutely too much going on for me. But I think it's, for some people, it, it's like Rico said, the creature comforts. It's just amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm overwhelmed actually looking at everything. And I kind of, I like the, the way the front looks. I like it um, yeah. with the headlights. Exactly. Yeah. And all that. It's clean. Looks good. Very nice. Very flashy. Yeah, I kind of agree with Rico. The front's a good a good look. The side's a good look. The back, eh, they could do a little more work there, I think. But but yeah, you, like we said, you're going to have to have some something to stand out other than just you know a competent chassis and nav system and a and a nice powerful V twin. They're really going to have to add more to it. And it looks like they're taking a big swing at it here. And the other thing, it's got to sound good. It can't be going down the street sound like George Jetson. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rico is on it tonight. Uh, must be that rum. <laughs> right. Stay away from uh, that homemade stuff. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. So, anything else on here, Rico, stick out to you that I know you probably want to test ride it, as do I. Oh yeah, I I gotta put my I kick a leg over it because it just it has so much. I just want to experience it <laughs> for myself. 
Um, but um, yeah, just for comparison's sake, I, w- I want to. Yeah, I, yeah, the comparative weight to see uh, how it feels going through corners, how it responds. Like I said, the sound is very important. All the tech stuff, being able to you know uh, look through the different screens. The biggest thing for me is being able to see like the miles per hour. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the di- the digital displays are you know are small digitally, and some of the analog stuff too is the numbers are really small. So when you're handling such a big bike and you're constantly having to keep your eye on the road, you want to be able to see how fast you're going. So you know, I made this gripe to uh, to Indian that they need this speedometer, digital speedometer. They're dead small. in the middle. Yeah, it's still a little too small because you just want to be able to glance down and see how fast you're going. You don't want it to squint down and take your focus off the road to see how fast you're going. I think that's one of my biggest gripes. I, I need that. But, but I don't know if it's me getting old or it's just I know I'm not the only person that feels this way. Um, but you can give me all the tire function, uh, to, to, to the, the tire pressure. And how many miles I've gone, how many miles I got to empty. But give me my miles per hour yeah. right there as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I see the speed, please? Yeah, please. <laughs> if you care. I Yeah. And I don't see a power windshield on here, so. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, that's that's only one thing I that I don't see is um, electronically yeah. controlled windshield. So that's. I guess that's one nod yet to Indian. They're right. still unique with that. Yeah, and the in the other the other thing, I don't know if these bags in that tour pack is a quick release. It has that quick release function? I would say probably not, Rico, because I mean you got the lights in the back. Yeah, but you also got the light on the rear fender. Mm-hmm. You got it on the side saddle, and you know the tour pack. That should all be, be detachable, I think. Which it is on my bike, so. Um, actually, the windshield is electronically adjustable. Three and a half Shit. inches of vertical adjustment. Really? Where'd you see that? I'm looking on the website. Where's... I'm looking at the website, too. Hold on. Under features and chassis and suspension. It's got, it's got electronic there luggage it locks, too. Yeah. What do you what? Electronic luggage lock. But that's it. John and I were going through the list the other night, and what we were saying, I, were we talking about this? I remember what night we were talking about. I think it was after we recorded the NPC podcast, but it seems like Rico, they took everything that's available in the market and basically said, okay, we have to have all of these features. Yeah. You know, the electronic locking luggage, the smart key, you know, the adjustable windshield, led lighting has navigation on, on the top line. One it has GPS built in plus satellite radio, you know, all that stuff, you know, big, Big, powerful V-twin. They worked a little on the sound. Yeah, heated seats. Everything. It's just they yeah, had it all. everything that's available is all packed into this bike. And I just, uh, I'm really curious to see now how it all comes together. All it needs now is a porta potty Yeah. <laughs> 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 just keep riding. Next year. And there, and there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's Rico's take. He just needs a porta potty so MSRP on this bike. Mm. Starts at mm-hmm. 25. Yep. Wow. Yeah. If you want the one with navigation and, and those top line features, you're going to be into 30. But that's in line with the big Harley and Indian market. It is. Yeah, that's true. It's it's sure pit, is. the same spot. Mm-hmm. And it's not a new engine. As we talked to one of the riders, it can't, it's the same size engine that's in the Raider. Yep. So, I mean, it wow. is a, it's a perform. I mean, it's not some new engine Yamaha's came out with, so. Hmm. It should, it should run good. And it has fog lights and exhaust auxiliary lights too. Yeah. And it's got like a 300 some odd watt alternator that can put out 750 watts. An alternator? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh yeah. This thing puts out a crazy amount of electricity wow. for. Um, here it is, 750 watts of total output. Yeah. Ooh, wow. What well, is, is there a refrigerator somewhere on this thing? <laughs> One of the magazines said it's for an arc welder. <laughs> Get around an arc welder <laughs> off of it. <laughs> mm. All right. That's crazy. I know there was a uh, one of the 
motor bloggers, DBS1A, that uh, was up to Maricade, and he posted a picture on it last night and says it looks pretty nice, but the rear bags, though, they could have done a little better on the design. Mm-hmm. But he said everything else oh. is really nice. So are they in dealerships now? Uh, he's at Americade. Oh, okay. So there's probably some up there. That makes sense. Yep. Yep. At the Han, at the Yamaha booth. So, oh, we might have them at Matthew's Fun Machines before long. Well, I guess if I can get over the front fender on my bike, <laughs> it'd be okay with it. I guess I'd get over the the lights on the saddlebag for this thing. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You gotta say that again. Get over the front fender? Are you saying you don't like the Indian front fender? No, 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 no. I, I have to admit, at first, when the Indians started coming back and all that, that front fender was something to get used to. What? 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 It's true. It's true. I'm not going to deny it. But yes, I don't had to get... I, I breaking news here. At it. Yeah, breaking news. Yes, I had to get used to the front You know what? Never mind. I just got a little puke in my mouth. For real. <laughs> wow. I did, I had no idea. I thought you just yeah. were in love with the thing. I did. And, you know, I kept trying to, you know, when I first started looking at it, I kept trying to find a way to shorten that uh, that front fender somehow to, to, to expose some more of that wheel. And the more I thought about it, the more I fought it. <laughs> and I just kind of gave in. It's like, you know what? It is what it is. I'll just have to get used to that big old front fairing on that or fender on that bike. That's it. <laughs> you know, and now I just, I don't think about it. Wow. I'm blown I'm away. Clean, I'm just clean it, you know, and we go about my day. <laughs> it's all it is. I am blown away. Yep. All right. You heard it here first. Yep, yep. I had to get over it, people. I had to get over it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas and Deb, let's let's move on a little bit. Yep. Um, let's see. Are we going to have a U-turn tonight? Mm. Let's take a look real quick. I don't think we have anything in there. No, no, we're good. little racing update. I'm not getting to see a whole lot of the Isle of Man TT. I have seen a few laps here and there. I've seen some updates i know there was a, a rider who died this week from injuries earlier in the week and his name escapes me but i'll look that up um for the show notes but yeah i'm kind of waiting for it to be over now rico so i can get my <laughs> my year in review dvd and i can have my my evening of speed as i have done for the last couple of years nice it's, it's your question there mr warfield yes it's irish racer alan Boom, boomer b-o-n-n-e-r Okay. He's a third to die this year so far. Third one? Third one, unfortunately. Wow. Oh, geez. I thought he was the first. Okay. That's a third. Yikes. Yeah, so it's tough. Tough racing at the TT, but it is, man, it is certainly thrilling to watch. A lot more exciting than flat track. Yeah. (laughs) Indian's still undefeated, Rico, in case you didn't. didn't Yeah, I, I, I... Yeah, got it. <laughs> got that. E- I got that email. Moving on. <laughs> got that email. <laughs> Next Moving topic. <laughs> I was like, huh, Harley still can't do it. All right, cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, time to roll the thrust on. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess the last thing I want to wrap with is I, I just want to brag on John a little bit from our ride down to Myrtle Beach and back. So, yeah, as we've you talked, Willie's. Well, not quite, but. You know, he's logged, what, 14, over 14,000 miles in his first year. And I got to say, man, what a what a difference on the road. He's, you know, so much more sharp and with it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to really describe what it was I'm seeing, but I could certainly tell that he's a lot more seasoned in the saddle and a lot more comfortable on the road. So, so kudos to John. Well, thank you, sir. When you get that many miles in, you do kind of get some knowledge. You get used to it, yeah. Yeah, and we did a cool thing on the way back. So as you guys know, John's doing um, moto vlogging on YouTube. And your channel is just simply Speed Fanatic, S-P-D-F-N-T-K. Correct. So John sort of interviewed me on the way back through <laughs> through the Senna headsets and things like that. So it was pretty neat. We talked for, for quite a while riding down the road and it was just overall a great time. Yeah, it was, man. It was, it was cool to... Um 
get go down there and ride and you know i got we got to plan something with rico so yeah definitely miss rico glad we got to see you friday night but i know you and john are going to do the homestead hill hoot nanny in 2017 correct that's right when is that john it's coming up soon july right? 5th we're meeting up uh oh sorry july 6th sorry july 6th we're meeting up in boone and we're going to ride until the the ninth. But nice. the the nanny, there's going to be people in and out through the whole time. So I'm not exactly sure on how what the number is, but okay. And then let's see, we have the course the motorcycle podcasters challenge that'll start June twenty second, technically the twenty second through July twelfth. So that'll be a whole lot of fun. We might have a couple of other shows signing up. You know, we've we've been talking to some other people and we may get some more, which would be nice. We have three so far, so the more the merrier. Well, I said said the magic word and didn't put anything in the cup. Did you? I didn't hear that. My ears must be going numb. <laughs> now I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm about to say it. That's preemptive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Capital City Bike Fest in September. Uh John will likely take that in towards the end of September. And then Ta-da. the Barber Vintage Festival in October. I already put one in the cup, so you're not getting a second one. Okay. And, what? You're not getting a second one? And time permitting, Spider Adventures? Johnny, you think time that'll permitting. happen? We, I don't know. Let's see how it happens. See how it happens? Let's work on that. You want to go with me? We'll see. There's also that big uh, mini bike race that we can too, so. Dang. Maggie Valley, Wilmington, you know. That's a, that's a haul. <laughs> that's a haul. Rain skirt. And let's let's not leave out the fashionista. You have any events coming up that you want to share or let people yeah, know? Yeah, I do. I have got such actually a big a big month in July. I'm uh, leaving out of the homestead here right around the fourth of July, and I'm heading to Michigan for a BMW uh, Riders of America gathering at um, Petoskey, Michigan, which ought to be a lot of fun. I'm going to do the Mackinac Bridge, which I'm I'm very nervous little little scared about that. Apparently it's the highest bridge and there's a lot of wind going on and it's graded and all kinds of fun things, but I'm going to go conquer that. Mm. Uh, I'm going to head from there. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get the state of North Dakota since I don't have that state yet because it's, you know, it's up there, it's long, it's boring, it's whatever, but I'm going to hit that state on my way down to Salt Lake city for the uh, BMW motorcycle owners of America, um, international rally there, which is mid July. And, um, that's going to be huge and it's going to be a blast and a lot of fun. Plus I'm from that area. So I'll get to visit a lot of family along the way. Very nice. um, so that'll be pretty much the entire month. I'll be out on the road for, for all of that. Um, hope to log six, 7,000 miles on that, uh, that journey. And then, uh, late September going into October, I'm going to conquer the iron butt association 50 CC, which is 50 hours coast to coast. And I plan to to have that accomplished, I believe, October 1st. Um, I should be in San Diego from Jacksonville, Florida. So, yeah, in less than 50 hours. So that's going to be super exciting. Can't wait for that. Excellent. Wow. That's, 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 those are the big ones. I've got some smaller rallies that I'll be attending um, here and there and making some appearances. But other than that, it's, yeah, those, those, those are the big ones. So I'm very excited. Uh, my goal this year is to log 15,000 miles from April to October. Wow. We'll see. I want to hang out with Deb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All right. I'm right. playing with my emotions, child. <laughs> <laughs> Last call for Brother Hogan and John. You guys, anything else you want to share? Probably close it down. I'm good. You good, John? You good? I'm good. And thanks again for Dev for joining us. We appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me back, guys. I'm loving it. Love to be. Love to hang out with you guys. Sweet, thanks, Deb. And don't forget to check out um, check out Deb's website, which is thefashionistahasanironbutt.com. And if you're a B and W owner. Check out BMW Owners News Magazine as well. You can read more of Deb's wonderful articles in there. And some of it is on your website. Am I correct? Generally in the forms of a blog post. (laughs) Exactly. I I roll the the articles over once they have already, um, the the magazine has basically, you know, then it's the next following month, I'll move the, uh, the, the month previous over. So yes, you can read those there as well. Very nice. Well, thank you again for joining us. It's always a lot of fun and so excited we got to hang out this weekend, even though it was a short trip. 
Me too. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. And let's not forget the Riders of Loud Pipes. We want to thank them, as usual, for their continued support. And that would be our first five riders, Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Barbershop members Chuck, Chris, and Mike. Our riders group, Steve, Micah, Jim, Kenny, and Roger. And our insider, Darren. Loudpipes.net slash donate is the place to be if you want to sign up and enjoy all the perks that we have that you get as part of your support. And of course, your name will be added to that list as well. Loudpipes.net slash store is going to be remade, I should say. (laughs) We're undergoing a change in t-shirt vendor and options, so we'll have some exciting news to talk about here in the next couple of weeks. Additional information from this episode, including links and images, can be found on our website, loudpipes.net slash 87. We'll have links there to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media. Oganator? Yeah, man. Kickstands up? Let's do this, Brutus. Johnny John? Mark, right off. All right. Deb, we'll give you the last word. How's that? All right. Well, I just want to say thanks and a big shout out to Zion. Enjoyed meeting him, too. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.